This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Care and Chill with Maui, everybody's favorite relationship podcast. I missed you guys. I know that I always say that I miss y'all because I feel like the podcasts are dropping like every two weeks now. Sometimes I do good and they drop back to back. But let me just give y'all a recap of my life. Like I told you guys that I had the baby. My son is in all these basketball programs. It's basketball season for my man and his job. And I'm really trying to navigate life of a mom of freaking three. I can't believe like for y'all who've been with me from the beginning, like even when I first started the first podcast episode, I only had one kid. And now, like, I just find myself trying to navigate life with three kids. Like, I feel like I finally had my flow with having two kids. Like, as far as, like, getting in and out the car with a toddler. Like, just throwing them in a shopping cart at Target and going about my way. Like, I feel like I finally started to be able to navigate with my two kids. And then I add another one, okay? But I feel so grateful. I feel so full. Like, I love being a mom. And I always wanted to be a mom. And it's such a fulfilling thing that I get to experience as far as like loving my children and being loved by my children and creating my own family. There's so many things that I get from having a family and having children that are fulfilling. And then it's this other part where it's just like, ain't nobody got time for this today. Okay, sit your asses down. I'm tired. I ain't ready to wake up. Why everybody in the house waking up before me and they waking me up? It's another side to it where it's though like, can I get 10 more minutes of sleep before people start calling my name? Um, But yeah, I'm really out here trying to find a balance and just c- trying to continue to do things that remind me of an being an individual and remind me of being my own person that uh, that is not associated with be- me being a mother or somebody's partner. So like I told y'all before, I love doing a podcast. I'm going to get back to doing poetry shows. I've been posting on my TikTok and stuff like that. I'm going to do a story time on TikTok too about my home birth. But I want to continue to do things that just remind me of who I was before people start calling me mom and people start calling me babe. And some of those things are boring and some of those things may not look like what moms be doing or how moms be dressing. But listen, don't anybody that's listening that's a mom right now or a wife or somebody girlfriend or somebody friend or just feel like they just get lost in a title of responsibilities. Try your best to not stray too far from yourself. Try your best to not stray too far from who you are and what makes you happy. Oh, did I burp? Sorry, y'all. Because you need a piece of you for you, period. I put my kids to sleep the other day. I put my press-on nails on. I put on some press-on toes. I did my makeup. I put on one of my new wigs. I looked at really good. I smelled good. I felt good. I wasn't going nowhere. I ain't had nowhere to go. But I don't need somewhere to go to look nice. And that's the moral of the story. So outside of that, yeah, that's really a recap of what's been going on in my life. I'm trying to make sure that I ain't skipping nothing. I did go to a poetry show yesterday. I performed. Wasn't expecting that. I was only going because my friend Cito Blanco was one of the headliners. And if you've ever been to my shows, the poet boy, Jovan, and Mello Jones, the poet, was there. 
Um, Jay Smooth was there. These are people who have performed at some of the self-care shows. So I was really excited to see other poets be in a room with people that don't smell like breast milk, be in a room where people, they're not whining and crying, asking me to make them a sandwich, child. I had me a good time and I felt really good getting dressed and going outside. So let's get to me having this baby in the house, right? So if you guys know, you guys know that I had my baby at home two years, almost two years ago with my daughter. And I'll do this story time in more detail on TikTok so I could talk about how I met my partner too. But I felt like after I had my daughter that the healing process of having a baby naturally was much quicker than being on epidurals, getting induced, having Pitocin and stuff going wrong, heart rate dropping. Now, this is scary because... Having a baby home and you don't, well, I, don't, I had a doula, but I don't have a midwife. I don't know if my heart rate is dropping. Like, I don't know if the baby's heart rate, like, we don't know these things. Like, you're just trusting your body to know what to do, which can be very, very freaking scary. You're just trusting that your body is going to do what it's supposed to do. And that's some scary stuff right there. Um, because afterwards of having my daughter, and anxiety kicked in of all the things that could have been wrong. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that. Now, moving forward, when I went into labor this time, it was so crazy because I was due February 9th. I had the baby uh, January 29th. And I changed my daughter's diaper. I stood up and I just screamed because I felt my first contraction. I'm like, you know what? I might be tripping. This might not be what I think it is. My son was like, mom, that scream sound like when you had... When you had Zori, so he feel like, girl, you about to have a baby if you in here screaming like that. I'm just, I'm waiting to, to see if I'm, if I have more contractions. I have my next contraction 10 minutes later. Oh, hell to the no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. There's no way that I just start having, I have a contraction and they already 10 minutes apart. When I had my daughter, they started off like an hour apart and then they got closer and closer and closer and closer. There's no way that these contractions are 10 minutes apart already. Unless I was probably in active labor all day. I had a doctor's appointment and everything that day. But I was having what I felt like was Braxton Hicks. Like, I wasn't uncomfortable that whole day. Like, I didn't lose a mucus plug. Like, I wasn't feeling any anything different about my body. At this part, I'm a little panicky. My kids there, my, my daughter keeps saying, Mom, what's wrong? Mommy said, Mommy tummy hurt. She's panicking because, like, why is my mom screaming, make these noise? My son is on a game telling his friends, I think my mom about to have a baby. I have to call their grandparents and my daughter's aunt to come get them. Which I also had to do when I had her. I had to call my son's grandparents to come get him because I don't, I mean, some people do the home birth thing around their kids. I don't think my kids want to see that. And I also feel like my kids are more, they're more scary and panicky like me. Like, ah, that looks nasty. That looks gross. Like, I'm cool. They get picked up. I call my man, like, come home. Like, where are you at? He Ubering home, so he can't rush because he's in an Uber. I'm like, I think I'm having a baby today. I'm having contractions. I can't, I can't even talk through this, like, through the pain. Like, I think that the baby is coming. So he tries to get there as fast as he can. He gets there when he gets there. At this point, I'm on my yoga ball. I'm breathing. I'm giving myself affirmations. I have a doula. I have the same doula that I had with my daughter. 
So if you have never had a doula or you don't really understand what a doula does, a doula is more like a a motivating life coach, okay? Whereas though the midwife is more medical, like like a more like a having a nurse around you. So because they went to medical school, I believe, the midwives. I don't even know if they're nurses, but having a midwife around you is more like medical. Whereas your doula is like a motivating life coach. Your doula is trying to motivate you to have your baby natural, whatever your birth plan is. Um, she's advocating for you if you haven't birthed in a hospital. She's letting you know you could do this. Like, I believe in you. She's helping your partner with what positions to help you get in and to help with the pain and how he could be supportive to you. So the doula is definitely beneficial. Okay, even with me having my, even with this being my second time going natural, even with me knowing what to do, she is beneficial to still have there, okay? Because sometimes when you're in a lot of pain, all the things that you have learned have go, go out the window, okay? So when I tell you, I'm in, like, I've had a bad toothache before, and I still consider a bad, if any, if you had a bad toothache, I still consider a bad toothache worse than giving birth. Um, because that's more of a throbbing pain that could travel to your ear, and you don't know how long it's going to be there. Giving birth, I feel like, is painful with the contractions, but when you, it depends on how long you contract them because the pain you know is going to go away. Like, you're getting closer to a finish line of getting the pain away. Whereas, though, my toothache, uh-uh, that made me feel like I was going blind. But my man finally gets home. I'm having hot flashes, okay? We we just had a snowstorm. It's snow outside. I'm in the house having hot flashes, and I make them open all the windows up. I'm chugging bottle of water at the bottle of water at the bottle of water at the bottle of water. I ain't got the freaking R&B slow jams playing on the TV, trying to calm myself down. I'm hot. I'm irritated. I snatch my wig off. I tell them to turn this damn music off. I don't freaking know which way I'm going. Like, I'm trying to calm down, but I can't because I feel like I can't breathe, but it's my adrenaline. Like, at this point, it's probably like, Six six o'clock or something. I had my first contraction at four o'clock. So this has been six minutes of me trying to calm. This has been six, two hours of me trying to calm my ass down. I just really, it was really hard for me to get there. And it's crazy because I feel like with my daughter, like I was pretty calm the whole time. And my doula didn't make it in time with my daughter, but even with me being alone and about to deliver my baby with my man, I feel like I still remain calm. This time, I feel like because the contractions started so close, I didn't really have time to calm, get myself into a calm state and really mentally and emotionally prepare myself for the fact that I'm about to push my baby out a week earlier than when they were supposed to be here. I ain't even got a stroller yet and this damn baby about to be in his living room. Oh my gosh. So if you had a baby naturally, then you know... And this is something I didn't get to experience with my son because when you got an epidural, and that's why I feel like a lot of people tear. For one, the worst position for me to be on when I'm contracting is laying on my back. I would never do that. This, the pain of laying on your back while you're in labor is excruciating, and that's how they have you in a hospital. For two, when you get an epidural, you can't feel anything, which some people want. But I need to feel myself pushing. And because people are probably pushing when they're not supposed to push, and they're straining that's probably why they're tearing and getting hemorrhoids and all these different things. I'm only pushing when I'm actually contracting. So when I feel pain, I'm pushing with the pain. 
when I'm not feeling no pain, I'm breathing and trying to calm myself down so I can get ready for the next push. It gets to a point where, and this is another thing, when you're having your baby at home or or natural, you don't know how many, I'm talking about simulators, you don't know how many centimeters you are like you would know at the hospital. You would know that you're 10 centimeters, it's time to push, right? At home, you don't know that you're 10 centimeters. Like, who the freak is checking with a set, with a ruler and saying, hey, time to push? But in both scenarios, I knew that it was time to push because your body starts basically ejecting the baby. So it would get to a point where your body is just kind of, put, kind of putting you into a squat. So both times I had my baby bent over kind of like, um, I guess, doggy style position. Or like kind of no, kind of like squatting like a sumo wrestler. Like that would be a good example. Like how I w- you would squat low like a sumo wrestler, and I had my yoga bar and linked over on it. In both scenarios, your body is trying to get that baby out. So you know that you're ten centimeters because you can't even hold your baby in if you wanted to. If you wanted to not push, you couldn't. Your body is forcing you to push the baby out. When I say the pressure of having somebody hit. Just right there. To just mm, having your body, your body push this big head. Oh my gosh, child! My son was eight. Oh, it was nine pounds. My daughter was six pounds. So having a six pound baby that put came out in two pushes made me feel like, oh, this gonna be easy. This baby came out in about five pushes. This baby was bigger than her. Shoulders all big. That's another thing. Like having a baby also gives you the anxiety of, oh my gosh, like what if they, I know people be saying like they baby's shoulders can't, couldn't get through the birth canal or the cord was wrapped around, the doctors had to do it. You don't know if any of those things has happened. It's just you and God, you, God and faith and just praying that everything turns out the way it's supposed to turn out and that God is covering you in this moment right now. That's so scary. Like, but of course, like we immediately go to the hospital. I wanted to go to the hospital this time to still have my baby naturally, but because of those things, but by me waiting for my man, waiting for my doula and the contractions being so close, I was so afraid that I would have the baby in the car. And I felt like if I got in the car, I would be in more pain. Me being in the house, I'm able to, I'm able to maneuver the way I want to and get comfortable the way I need to. While all of this has happened, my man is doing hip dips. Like, so he's basically pressing the middle of my back to relieve the back pain. And he did so good at that. When I tell you, if there's anybody that's planning on having a baby or pregnant, your man doing pressing against like your spine, like your lower back and doing hip dips dips with you. He relieved all the pain. I thought that I had said to my doula, is this okay? Is he making my baby go back up? Like, I felt like he was pushing the baby back up in my stomach because of how how good it was feeling. It was able to give me a moment to relax, to just breathe and stuff like that until the next contraction. My man did so good with just telling me, like, you do, you're doing so good. I love you so much. And I was telling him, like, he's so emotionally present and, ev- and available and just so supportive when I'm giving birth or when, when I'm in any type of pain. I said, damn, I need to walk around here like... On crutches or something, I want to get treated like this all day. Every time I'm in pain, I feel like my partner is just so attentive and just so like, how can I be of service? What do you need from me? The whole time I'm laboring, he just asked me like, what do you want me to do? What do you need? Is this okay? Do you want me to turn the music down? Do you want me to close the windows? 
everything is just how can I be of service? Girl, even coming home, like him wanting to make sure that I didn't have to cook anything. Food was cooked. He cleaned the house. He wanted to make sure I got home and didn't have to lift a finger. Once I looked like an able-bodied person, once I began to look like I could actually do stuff for myself, <sighs> oh, how those good days faded. Love my man, but oh, 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 oh. Once we got to a moment where I looked like I could actually do some shit for myself, I had to do some shit for myself. It was back to normal. Um, he went back to work, but we'll get there. I pushed the baby out and I literally am just crying. Like, I'm just so, y'all know I love me some God and I'm always talking about God. I push the baby out and I'm just like, I don't even grab my baby. My man is behind me. He's holding a baby. Like, even when I'm looking at the video, it looked kind of awkward because he's holding a baby. He's excited. But eventually he's like, hey, do you want to see the baby? Because he can't move because the baby's umbilical cord is still attached to the placenta and the placenta is still inside of me. So he's basically like, I'm in doggy style and he's just sitting behind my butt, like just waiting for me to decide that I want to hold the baby. But I'm literally in tears. I'm crying hysterical. Like I'm trying I'm 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 like shaking because like I'm trying to get my adrenaline to come down. But in the video, all you hear me just saying is like, thank you, God. Oh my gosh, I did it. I did it. Like, thank you, God. Like, I'm just so happy that God allowed me to have a safe delivery and get my baby here and a healthy baby. And like I like even now it gets me emotional because it's just so many little things in our life that like we just don't really sit there and think about or really, really sit with and really just understand the concept of how merciful and God, how good God is in our life. And when I think about the things that God has done for me or the, the experiences that he has allowed me to have, like, I just feel like, especially when you're hard on yourself, whenever it's a situation where you're hard on you, and you think about how merciful God has been in your life, even with me feeling like I'm not perfect or so many things I need to work on or so many things that I need to do. God is looking at you in a completely different light. He's looking at you from what is inside your heart. So there's certain things that I feel like for you to be able to experience, for you to be able to get through, for you to be able to have, like, if don't nobody else in this world love you, his... The things that have happened in your life has been a testament of how much God loves you. So who even really care about the other people? Um, yeah, so when I push my baby out, I am crying. I am so emotional. Like, I'm just so grateful. I even journal about it um, when I get to the hospital. Because I just couldn't, like, oh my gosh. It was just such a rough pregnancy of, like, just being nervous, being scared. Because I... Like, what am I about to do? I got, I'm about to have two under two. And I wrote this note when I was in the hospital and I said, I feel so grateful and so full to be able to have given birth and bringing a new addition into my family to love. Thank you, God, for allowing me to trust you, to love you and my children and giving my children someone to love and join in on their lives full of memories and adventure. I cannot even begin to describe the feeling of what I feel. Um, cause I definitely feel like my son, my new baby, 
he just joined the gang with him and his sister. <laughs> I feel like it's like, welcome to the squad. But... I just... God got me feeling like I owe him everything. And this doesn't even have to pertain to you giving birth. It could pertain to anything that you got going on. And just really like... I don't know. I don't know if it's because Ramadan coming up. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what's going on, but your girl over here and she wanted to cry. I'm always feeling grateful. I'm always operating from a place of gratefulness. But today I'm feeling real gratitude-ish. I'm just feeling really, really, you know what? Much gratitude. So we are in the hospital. Another thing that people ask is when you have your baby at home, do you go to the hospital or do you stay home? No, you still go to the hospital to get your vitals checked, you and your baby's vitals checked to make sure everything is okay with y'all. Um, so we definitely went to the hospital. Wonderful. I was blessed with wonderful nurses, wonderful doctors. Just everybody's just wonderful. Another thing I want to say about <laughs> another one thing I want to say is I always tell somebody that I'm related to, I'm not going to say their name. But I want to, I'm not going to say their name, but if you've been listening for a long time, then this person I'm referring to, I always got blocked their number. I'm not going to say who they name, but anybody who has been listening and you know who I'm talking about, because I always have to block this person's number. Energy is transferable and people feel energy and they reciprocate and vibrate off energy, right? I feel like I'm, I'm always like getting in contact or like crossing paths with nice people, like whether it's the market, whether it's freaking just on the street, because they are probably vibrating off the frequency I'm giving off. If I came into places with an attitude or waiting for sucking my teeth, waiting for somebody to say something smart, people can also feel that energy. And they're responding defensive because I'm giving off something that they feel like they got to protect themselves from. I'm giving off an attitude. So it's going to be given who, who the hell are you looking at like that? Or who are you talking to? This person is always telling me about how they have a bad experience with somebody at least once or twice a day. They need to be in the Guinness Book of World Records of can't never freaking run into a good person because they probably got their face bought up. At this point, you're the problem. But I was in the hospital per usual. The people who was, um, even the people who was bringing you your food on the carts, nice people, Nice nurses, nice doctor, everybody nice. When my man picked me up to be discharged, I made sure I I left a whole bunch of copies of my So Much to Unlearn book and signed them for everybody. I took pictures with people that knew me there. Listen, the pictures was a bit much for the people that wanted them, but I love y'all. Y'all know, y'all know. I love, I love everybody that I love. Um, and what y'all want them to do? They at work, but they love the podcast. Am I not going to take a picture with them? Um, so that was that. We got home. And since being home, my baby turned to month on Monday, y'all. And this whole month of having a new baby has just been adjustment after adjustment. Oh, I also didn't I also didn't tear with this baby either. I toured with my son, who I had 10 years ago with an epidural and being induced. But both of these natural babies was no tearing. I'm also recovering. I also recovered faster as far as like not feeling weak, not feeling as weak. Still kind of feel like jittery sometimes. 
Um, but that's really about it. And did get a little bit of high blood pressure afterwards. You know, some people, they don't get it during pregnancy, but they get it afterwards. I got a little bit of high blood pressure afterwards. And then doctors caught that in my checkup. So I was grateful about that, too. Because I'm one of those people that in my blood, if anything is wrong with me, I'm going to think, uh, I'm going to think to the most extreme outcome that could happen. Oh my gosh, I got high blood pressure. What if I have a seizure? Listen, it's, I'm one of them people that I'm going to take it so far left that it's going to get on your nerves. Like, why did I even go all the way over there with it? But nonetheless, we got home and everything else has been a navigation of just trying to figure out life with, as a mom, with somebody's man who is in the basketball, college basketball world, who is never home, who he's home, he's home, but when the away games come, he is flying out. So there's days where it's, it's last week, he it was five days without me seeing him. He was in Kansas and Texas. So being a new mom, having a new baby, and there's times where my partner is not here and I'm in the house by myself and I'm just craving a piece of sleep, craving just a little bit of like time to myself where I could just take a long shower or just watch all my shows and I have to watch Bluey or Gracie's Corner. So I've just been trying to navigate that and just give myself some grace and just not force or rush myself into trying to get back to how life used to be before. Because life is different now. And I know that if I try to chase the uh, the feeling of trying to get back to how everything was, I'll be chasing that forever. It's just my job to learn how to adapt to a new life. This is just a new, like, this is something that's different. That's all. So if it's anybody listening or anybody wanting to be newsy on my birthing story, I hope that I satisfied your cravings or your needs. <laughs> I hope that y'all are also happy to hear from me if y'all didn't, because y'all didn't hear from me in two weeks. Y'all be acting like y'all didn't hear from me in forever. And I know this isn't the most advicey, advicey podcast episode, but I wanted to just give y'all a recap of what's been going on with me. And maybe it was still some gems that was dropped within the episode that you wanted to hear or that you needed to hear right now, hopefully. Um, yeah, you know I love dropping a good message when it, about God. So hopefully that was the message that you needed to hear if you ain't need to hear nothing else. Nonetheless, I hope everybody has a good self-care Sunday. I hope that you don't let nobody mess your day up. Please don't, okay? People cannot make you mad. You can only get, you only can react and make yourself mad. Don't let nobody control your day. I'm learning that in therapy. I got a therapy session today at 4 o'clock with my therapist. And he said, hey, can't nobody get on your nerves. You begin on your own nerves because you can ignore these people and not respond. And I said, you know what? You is right. So <laughs> don't let nobody mess up your day. Have a good day. And I hope that you continue to operate out of a place of gratitude. Bye, y'all.